traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Keeping extremist groups out of Afghanistan. Spokesman Suhail Shaheen said in a statement that the Taliban feel they can handle extremist attacks independently. This weekend marks the first meeting between U.S. officials and the Taliban since troops were withdrawn in August. The 5th U.S. Court of Appeals has removed the blocking on a temporary ban for the Texas fetal heartbeat abortion law. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton reported the reinstating of the ban last night after U.S. District Judge Robert Pittman suspended the law on Wednesday. The Department of Justice will have until October 12th to reply to the ruling. In a letter to President Biden, Senator Mitch McConnell said he will not work with the Democrats on the debt ceiling this December. In the letter, McConnell says that he will not help President Biden and fellow Democrats, claiming they have mismanaged negotiations and found themselves in, quote, another avoidable crisis. Senator McConnell also named Senator Chuck Schumer in his letter, stating that his behavior also played a factor. And here's your weather report from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. 66 degrees right now, cloudy all day today and tonight, a high of 68 this afternoon and a low of 64 before the rain comes in tomorrow. That is your WABC 77-second news update. A traffic and transit report is next. I'm Luke Legrano, and remember, the news never stops at WABCradio.com. WABC. Listen at 3 p.m. every Sunday in October as 77 WABC celebrates 100 years. Join us tomorrow as we highlight the legendary Dan Ingram. There's a guy up in New York we hate his guts because his lyrics will drive us nuts. Tell you what we'll do someday. We're going to let him try and sing and he will go off his kook and he will lose. Let me tell you, got those make it blues. Join us tomorrow at 3 p.m. WABC Traffic and Transit. Delays are building at your Hudson River crossings. From the WABC Traffic Center, I'm Amy Salerno. Good afternoon. GWB inbound, upper deck 25 to 30 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes on the lower level. Lincoln Tunnel inbound delays are now 15 to 20 minutes. And if you head over to the Holland Tunnel, that's a 10 to 15 minute wait from the Turnpike as well as the 1 and 9 approach. Outbound Holland, 25 to 30 minute delays. I'm Amy Salerno, 177 WABC. It's more money with leading economist Steve Moore. Stephen Moore is with us, economist. With more than 30 years' experience as an economist and as a leading thinker of government on business, showing deep understanding of the shifts in the global economy. He's leading economist Steve Moore with more money on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Hi, folks. This is Steve Moore. You're listening to More Money on 77 Talk Radio WABC. Uh, Steve Moore here, economist with uh, FreedomWorks and also with the Committee to Unleash Prosperity. I hope everyone remembers if, if you're not getting our prosperity hotline, which is absolutely free. I'm not Joe Biden, but I am telling you, you can get this for free. It is a great way to keep up with what is going on in the world with respect to the economy, the stock market, a little bit of politics and a little bit of what's happening with COVID. Uh, very popular. We have over 100,000 people receive it every morning. 
We'll send it right to your doorstep, or that is your computer screen every morning for free. Just go to the Committee to Unleash Prosperity uh, website and sign up. Give us your email, and we will send it to you um, five days a week. So uh, Newt Gingrich told me the other day that this is the first thing he reads if he wants to be brought up with the date with what is happening in Washington, which I hope you do because it does affect your money. And speaking of your money, by the way, I want to make one other announcement. We are now, more money is now out at 1 p.m., not 2 p.m., 1 p.m., uh, following uh, the Kudlow Show. So we're very, very proud of that. And um, I'm also proud to announce we now have a partnership with um, Bob and Ryan uh, Payne, who you know from their show for many years on this radio show. So we're going to have a whole two segments with them to talk about what's happening in the stock market. Where do you put your money? How does all this uh, goings on in Washington, what I think is a catastrophe, how does that affect your money? So that is going to be a weekly segment of more money. And, and it's going to be a great partnership. I'm really, I, I think these guys are two of the best in the business in terms of managing money and, and uh, knowing what's happening with the stock market, the bond market, the precious metals market, and so on. But let's get right down to it. Let's talk about uh, the craziness in Washington. It is crazy. I mean, I, it just breaks my heart, folks. It breaks my heart to see what is happening in this White House with the one catastrophic decision after another, after another, after another. It's amazing the economy is held up as well as it has. But, you know, somebody tell me what, what Biden is doing right. We have out-of-control inflation now. We have wages that are not growing as fast as inflation, which means people's paychecks are shrinking. We've got all of these policies of giving things to people for free, whether it's pre free pre-kindergarten, pre-prenatal care, free prenatal care, pre uh free pre pre-kindergarten, free um you don't have to pay your student loans. You don't have to pay for college. You don't have to pay computer college, uh, your uh, community college. Uh, if you don't pay your rent, that's okay. We'll pay it for you. If you can't pay your student loans, we'll pay that for you. That when I say we, I mean taxpayers will pay it for you. Uh, they have plans to, uh, well, the New York Times said it really well a week and a half ago. They said the Biden economic plan is cradle to grave government. Let me say that again. Cradle to grave government. Is that what we want in America? Is that what this great country stands for? My God, they are talking about a $5 trillion spending bill on top of the $2 trillion spending bill they already passed earlier this year, on top of the $1 trillion sham infrastructure bill. You add that up, folks, that's $8 trillion of extra spending on top of the $6 trillion budget. Now, look, I know your eyes are getting dizzy with these. What's the difference between $1 trillion, $2 trillion, $6 trillion, $8 trillion? Let me just tell you this. Every single child born is going to face about a half a billion, I mean, a half a million dollars of debt to pay off over their lifetime to pay for all the borrowing and squandering of money that we're doing right now. What great nation does that? What great nation passes its bills year after year after year onto its children? This bill is a catastrophe, the worst bill I've seen in 45 years. Larry Kudlow is right. Save the country. Kill the bill. We cannot, we don't, the country doesn't need it. It will lead to massive increases in tax rates. It'll lead to massive increases in debt. The spending means that our government spending is going to go to from about 35% of our GDP now to close to 50% over the next 25 years as we continue to grow our government. That is socialism. I mean, I know people think that socialism is just wonderful, kind things that we help people. No, what I'm talking about 
is big government socialism that takes over it that takes over from the private sector, right? So, you know, Reagan said it best. I've said this many times on the show. Listen to Reagan. He said in 1980, when he was running for president, that a government big enough to give you everything that you want is big enough to take everything you've got. And that is so wise. Reagan was a, a wise, wise leader. So was Trump. Trump didn't always make the right decisions. But Reagan and Trump had something in common. I was honored to have worked for both of them. They both put America first. They loved this country. And they cared most about our American workers, our American businesses, our corporations, our small businesses. They wanted to make America as great as it could be. And both did that. They accomplished that. I'm not so sure. Look, I don't like to get into people's motives, um, but I'm not so sure that Joe Biden's decisions are putting America first. Do you? Do you think Biden puts America first when you look at what happened in Afghanistan and the dangers that is to our, social, uh, to our uh, national security? When you look at the increase in the inflation and what's that doing to middle class and uh, uh, lower income Americans? When you look at our energy policy, are you following, folks, what's happening in Europe right now? I talked about this earlier on this uh, on uh, Kudlow's show, but I want to reiterate this. There is an energy crisis in, America, in the world. It's going on everywhere, from China to Japan to Australia to Germany uh, to the rest of Europe to the UK. In Britain now, they're paying the equivalent of about 6 to $7 a gallon for gasoline. It's so scarce right now. Gas is so scarce. They're running out of it that people are literally taking water bottles and they're filling it up with gasoline and then hoarding it and putting it in their cabinets so they don't run out of gas. I mean, come on. Doesn't that remind you of something? Isn't that like the 1970s when people used to stand in long lines to fill up their tank for gas because they were worried there wouldn't be any? The biggest winner from Biden's dingbat energy policy is, and incidentally, I know people are saying, oh, we've got to cut our fossil fuel use to save the planet from, from climate change. I'm not going to get into the climate change argument. Believe in climate change. If you think the planet is doomed, I, I can't talk you out of that. But I will tell you this, even if you believe that, the solution is not to dismantle American energy. I mean, we have the cleanest oil, gas, and coal of any other country in the world. The cleanest. The cleanest, the absolute cleanest. Think China has clean coal? <laughs> Absolutely. They don't care about the environment. Does anybody in their right mind think that President Xi uh, Jinping in, in China or Vladimir Putin in Russia care about climate change? They don't care about climate change. Those guys are crooks. They're communists. They just care about world domination. Now, the story about what's going on right now in Europe is so scary. So Financial Times says that Europe is now being held hostage to Russia to get the oil and gas that it needs. Why? Why is that? Why are we allowing that to happen? Oh, here's one reason. Biden shut down the Keystone XL pipeline here in the United States so we could get our oil and gas uh, across the country and across the world. And he, he, he vetoed that bill, but he allowed China and Russia, uh, I'm sorry, Russia and Germany to get this uh, huge pipeline done that's putting all of this that is making Germany and the UK and Spain, Italy, France dependent on Russia and Putin. I mean, my God, how stupid is this? We should be providing their own gas to, to Europe, not Russia. Have they forgotten what happened, uh, you know, during the Cold War? I mean, we're going to have a new Cold War with Vladimir Putin 
and we're handing them over all the energy resources of the world. So my point is, nothing is going right in terms of the White House policy decision. And I'm going to ask you at the end of the show, because I'm going to take your call-ins. Somebody, I want my liberal friends, my Democrat friends to call, to call in on the uh, on the More Money Hotline in about 20, 25 minutes. And I want you to tell me if you think that Joe Biden is putting America first. So you tell me what policies he's to put in place that you think make sense. Do you think the $10 trillion of uh, debt, do you think that makes sense? Do you think allowing the inflation in our prices for everything but food and gas and travel and everything else is in America's Do you think what he did in Afghanistan was America's interest? Do you think what he's doing with energy policy is in America's interest? Do you think what's happening with the border is in America's interest? Do you think the increase in the crime rate is America's interest? I, I can't find anything, but I want people to call in and tell me if you can think of anything that Joe Biden is doing that is helping this country. Okay, I'm going to be right back with Bob and Ryan Payne for their great segment that they're going to do with me every week on More Money. We will be right back. Stay tuned. we got a great show today, folks. I'll be right back. This is More Money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. Hi, folks. Welcome back to the More Money Show on 77 Talk Radio WABC. I've said it so many times that this is the single best talk radio station in the United States. Thank you so much for listening. It is just a privilege to be with you now every uh, uh, Saturday at 1 p.m. And uh, thank you. Thank you for joining us. I know uh, you've got a lot of options, but we try to provide you the best information about what's going on with the economy and what's happening with the stock market, a little bit of politics, and we like to have a little fun with you as well. I will be taking your calls in about 20 minutes, 1-800-848-9222. This is the More Money Hotline, 1-800-848-9222. I'm asking you, tell me what you think Joe Biden is doing right, because I can't find anything. And I look, I'm not really trying to be partisan here. If you can convince me Biden's doing something right, I, uh, I might be persuaded. I just can't find anything. But in the meantime, I am so excited that we have Bob and Ryan Payne. You you all know him, them both. They've had a fabulous show on this uh, station for many years. They are two of the top stock and financial analysts in the United States of America, certainly in the Northeast. And so, gentlemen, it is a privilege to have you. We're going to have you every week so you can tell us what the hell is going on in the markets, <laughs> what to invest in. And, uh, you know, uh, Ryan, you and I have been on Fox Business News and, and CNBC and all these stations uh, so many times. It's great to be with you on this show. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, I think the ratings always go up when you and I are on, on TV together. And I'm glad we didn't change the name of the show to, uh, you know, More Pain. I think that would be the wrong, <laughs> wrong message. Well, we should. <laughs> For the viewers. More pleasure. But, um, okay, so guys, look, um, this, I can't figure out this market. I really can't. It is such a roller coaster. And, you know, I just, I, I pulled a lot of my money out of the market about six months ago. That probably wasn't a very smart thing to do because the market <laughs> keeps going up and up and up. But give us your guys' assessment of where we are now. What should people be investing in? What do you like? What don't you like? Because I'm confused. All right, I'll jump in first. Um, yeah, so basically, look, I mean, what we see right now, and Bob and I, you know, we've been on our No Pain, No Game radio show now for a couple of years. And one thing we've talked a lot about is you're not going to get a dip here, Steve. You know, you talked about the government just creating trillions and trillions of dollars. Well, you know, one of the, I guess you would say, side effects of that is the consumer right now, and this probably is not talked about a lot, is actually yep. in pretty good shape. You know, if you yep. look at it, you get $2 trillion more in American households right now, and they've got to do something with that money. 
And you hit the nail on the head. Look, the biggest problem right now is inflation. And if you're sitting in cash earning nothing and inflation's 4 or 5%, you're getting a negative 4 or 5% return on your money. So Bob and I, the way we've looked at things, uh, Bob, you know, please chime in here, is just that you know every dip here is going to be bought because everybody needs a return on their money. You're not going to get it sitting in cash. Yeah, I mean, basically we have a, an economy that in spite of, you know, all the uncertainties being created in, what's in, in Washington, that, you know, we just had 90% of the company's reported earnings last quarter exceeded expectations, both on the top and bottom line. So what's what's happening now is that the consumer is pretty is flush and they did a lot more spending, you know, during the COVID shutdown than anybody anticipated. Um, you know, what drives me crazy is that, you know, we talked week after week about the headlines and the news and on the yeah. on TV stations. But, you know, you had the, the secretary, uh, Treasury Secretary this week, Janet Yellen, telling us that the government's going to default on their obligations. If we don't raise the debt ceiling. I mean, Steve, what have you ever seen the, the, the government not raise the debt ceiling? So I'm so glad you brought this up because uh, I want your guys' professional advice. I, I mean, I can give political advice, which is I think it's just a, uh, a scare tactic. But uh, do, do the markets believe this? That there's a, Because what they've done, just so people know, is they've kind of kicked the can down the road till I think sometime in December or January when they're going to have to raise the, really raise the debt ceiling by multi-trillions of dollars. So they gave themselves a little reprieve, uh, but it doesn't solve the problem. Uh, and by the way, the problem is the debt, not the debt ceiling. But um, I, it, how how worried are investors about the debt ceiling? I'd say they're not. I mean, look at the price action this past right. week, right? I mean, the market's been telling you, ignore that noise, right? That's not really the data you need to be looking at. And the one thing we look at when we talk about the markets specifically is you have to remember the market's forward-looking. Um, and you know, think about last year when we had the pandemic we had the, the, you know, basically the market at bottom in March. And the reason the market started to recover before the economy is because once we had the CARES Act and we knew that trillions of dollars were going to be sprinkled upon the economy, well, the market started to price that in. And to your point, scare tactics, the market's smart enough to know that it is scare tactics. And you know, the, re- the reality of it is, again, you know, maybe it's not popular to say this, but the economy is going to boom. Whether you like it or not, there's just too much cash out there. There's money to spend. Uh, like to point Bob's point here, profits are going through the roof. The market's telling you that's where things are going right now. You know, Steve, when it comes to you know when it comes to our debt, yeah. the United States does not default. All right, we've never right. had exactly. exactly right. I mean, when you talk about uh, countries defaulting, you think about Venezuela, Argentina, you know, Russia. We had Russia default on their bonds, you know, twenty thirty years ago. And when it comes to the U.S., it's never going to happen. So the the market. You know, it may cause some short-term volatility because emotion, when it comes to investing, it's emotional, right? We make, sometimes we make knee-jerk reactions, which is why we talk week after week about financial propaganda. It is noise, as Ryan says. It does make people make emotional responses, but it's always short-lived. And again, all they did was kick the can down the road. Now, we got December 3rd is when we're going to, you know, go through this whole process again. Um, You know, sit by, get your popcorn. We'll have to see what they come up with this time. So I couldn't agree with you guys more. I mean, why else would people still continue to buy U.S. Treasury bills at, you know, at the 10 year at 1.5 percent if they were worried that uh, that the, uh, the bonds were going to be defaulted on? It's just a scare tactic we've seen for 20 years now. And uh, I'm surprised that the media bought into it. But what else? I mean, our buddy Larry Kudlow was saying earlier today that because of this threat, 
that the IRS is going to be able to, I don't know if you, how closely you gentlemen have been monitoring this, but they, they have a proposal for every financial transaction with a bank of over $600, that has to be reported to the IRS, which I don't know about you guys. I think that's freaking crazy. But uh, how dangerous is that? I mean, it's completely dangerous. And I just can't envision the government. Uh, look, we don't know government confidence is not like, you know, the, the greatest thing ever. Right. How are they going to be able right. to monitor <laughs> $600 transactions? Like in what world is that even yeah. possible? By the way, yeah, Ryan, how, there must be. I can imagine hundreds of billions of trans, maybe trillions. trillions. I don't know how many. <laughs> I mean, all you have to do is make a trip to Costco. Um, and, you, know, you have, you have exactly. a $600 charge. Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody's mortgage is $600. Or, you yeah. know, most people, uh, you know, that when they make any kind of major purchase, uh, any appliance or something like that, you buy a couch, you got to report that to the IRS. Um, so, but Larry is making the point that, you know, the beneficiaries of these kinds of policies are going to be cryptos. And I wonder what you all think. Well, we're not big fans of crypto, Steve. We okay. That Why not? It's something that's not backed by anything. Which yeah. could, you know, hey, look, it could be the next great thing. It could be, you know, I remember back in the late 90s when we had all these dot-com stocks coming public, and it was always the next great thing. Only they didn't have any earnings. Yeah. They didn't have any revenue. Um, but you have an investment that can go up yeah. or down 50 to 80% in any yeah. one year. And it's backed by nothing. So I think at the yeah. end of the day, you could end up with exactly that, nothing. You know, I'm so glad you said that because I've been a skeptic of, of uh, you know, the cryptos. I mean, look, I'm, I'm in favor of them in the sense that I like the idea of a competitive currency with the government currencies and the government central banks. I like that. And I think competition is always a good thing. But, you know, I don't invest in things I don't understand. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Say, say, yeah. say what you will about uh you know, about treasury bills or holding on to dollars uh, or even gold, at least you've got an asset there. I mean, with the, with a dollar dollars and, and, and the, the uh, treasury bills, you've got the full faith and credit of the U.S. government behind it. Yeah. You, you make a great point. What stands behind crypto? Yeah. Well, Steve, other- you're, in, you're in really good company. I can tell you that, <laughs> uh, you know, I've been managing money for 48 years. And wow. over the last couple of years, I'm telling you, every single client that I have has called me up and said, Bob, Tell me about crypto. Should I put some money in crypto? And I said, all right, here's the deal. If you yeah. can explain to me how it works <laughs> and where it's going, I will yeah. put the trade in. Now, we're 48 years. I haven't put one trade in yet. Right. <laughs> well, the other so thing Brian, is – go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Brian. What, do you agree with that? Because, I mean, I, I, I'm skeptical, but yet, you know, over the last 10 years, the number one performing asset has been Bitcoin. So um, I, I would – think that to have some crypto might make sense what do you think well i think if you go to the if you go to atlantic city they actually give you free drinks when you gamble <laughs> so i actually prefer that you know I, I, there's no coinbase does not offer uh you know free cocktails yet but if they do steve will talk but the other the other you know component to that is the argument it's a digital gold well two parts about that because you know bitcoin it's limited it's artificial scarcity. It's not real. You can make as yeah. many Bitcoins as you want, right. but there's only so much gold in the world and other commodities that are obviously much more valuable, like oil. We're talking about oil right now. I'd rather own something that the economy yeah. actually runs on. And the other point to make about that, too, is if you look at gold historically, it's a horrible investment. <laughs> if you look at it over the last 100 years, gold barely keeps up with inflation. So wow. the argument that it's a new inflation hedge is just you know complete BS because I you know personally so you, don't, you don't like you don't you don't advise people to hold any gold or 
we own commodities in our portfolios, but it's a basket uh-huh. of commodities. And look, gold has done nothing here, right? We have right. tremendous inflationary pressure. What's gold doing? Nothing. Um, and so history what, tells what, you that. What do you think is the best? Uh, because I do think inf- uh, inflation is going to go up. I'm looking what's happening yeah. in Europe right now with the energy markets. And, and you guys know that you're seeing big, big increases in energy prices. And en- when energy prices rise, everything rises with it. Uh, what's the best way, if I'm right, that we're looking at maybe 5 or $6 a gallon gasoline um, and, and, and every other price, you know, continue. I'm not, I'm not predicting 70s style inflation, but I think we could see, you know, 6 or 7% inflation. What, how do we protect ourselves from that? The only way to protect yourself from inflation is to have an inflation hedge in your portfolio. And right. you know, the number one inflation hedge in history has been the stock market, believe it or not, because really? companies can, you know, they can raise their revenue, right? right? They can do more yeah. business. They raise their dividends. I mean, there are, there are companies in this country that uh, have raised their dividend for 60 years, consecutive years have raised their dividend. Uh, wow. That's your number one hedge against inflation. But the other way to hedge against inflation is to own individual bonds that come due because when inflation goes up, interest rates go up. And so I'm another, ta- yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Go yes, ahead. Steve. Finish your thought. And then the other thing is commodities. Um, you know, like right. Ryan mentioned, our, our basket of commodities is up over 30% this year because yeah, yeah. that's a hedge against inflation. It's a, a benefit from inflation. Great minds think alike. I, I like commodities as well. By the way, I'm talking to Bob and Ryan Payne, two of the best in the business. They co-host this show with me uh, every Saturday now going forward at 1 p.m. By the way, guys, how do people get in touch with you? Because you give such great investment advice. How, yeah. how do people get your get in touch? Well, what we offer is, and we'll do this just like we did with our show before, is, is every yeah. weekend, if you call or text right now at 844-752-6692, that's 844-752-6692, we will put together a full holistic retirement plan for you with wow. no obligation of cost. If you have over $750,000 saved for retirement, there's no other firm, other financial services firm in the country that does this kind of work up front. We literally take all your holdings. We build you your own personalized financial portal. We give you a bird's eye view of everything you have. We go in and we do an in-depth analysis. We look at your income plan. Again, with inflation, inflation's real. Um, you know, how are you going to account for inflation and retirement? I mean, literally your cost is going to double over the next right. 20 years. you got to account for that. We put together a full plan for that. We do a deep dive of your investments. We show you where if we were to have a big sell-off or correction in the stock market tomorrow, how to protect yourself. If you're sitting in cash right now earning nothing, which a lot of you are, we show you we put together a full investment plan so you can grow, protect your money, do a deep dive of every investment you own, show where the fees are, and show you how to optimize for taxes because our view here is wow. taxes are going higher, Steve. I don't know what you think, but I'm yeah. pretty confident – yeah. Uh, this Biden administration is yeah. raising taxes on everybody. So there's a lot of proactive strategies you can use. So, again, if you're right. one of the next 10 callers, we do 10 at 844-752-6692. That's 844. 844- hold on. Eight, say, okay. I'm writing this down. 844-752-6692. Steve might six, be our next six, caller. 6690? 6692-92. That's correct. Okay, so 844-752-6692 is the way to get a hold of these two, the best in the business. Uh, Bob, how long have you been in the business again? 48 years, Steve. <laughs> Got the gray hair and the, and the scar tissue on my stomach lining. You're proven. <laughs> that is amazing. Well, you guys are an incredible team. Okay, so what, what are you investing in? Uh, what, do you, what is your top, uh, you know, given the political scene we're in right now, because you guys know I'm very nervous about things. I just don't think Biden's going, and you're right, 
Ryan, about the taxes. Uh, yeah, I'm fighting these taxes, but the taxes probably will go up. I'm hoping we can minimize the damage. What, by the way, do you have you got a prediction about what's going to happen with the tax rates? Well, we think right now we're going to see most likely they're going to take the, the marginal rates back to uh, pre-President Trump. Uh, so really? I think we'll end up. Yeah, I do. I think they're going to get the marginal rate up to about where the, it was. Yeah, you, sorry, you mean the uh, the individual tax rate? The individual marginal rate. Yeah, yeah I think the top oh, yeah, marginal that's rate will go, back. go up to like forty two or something like that, right? Yeah, and and I think that uh, you know they're going to raise the corporate income tax. Yeah, uh, we'll probably see a capital gains tax increase of about five percent. Yeah. And, you know, based on what we've been hearing, um, you know, perhaps a corporate income tax uh, will stop at that red line that uh, Senator Manchin gave us at 25 percent, we hope. Uh, but yeah, I, think I don't think it's going to be as dire as they're, they're saying, Steve. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Twenty five percent corporate rate. Uh, uh, by the way, I, I want people to know I'm totally against this. I think, you know, as an architect of the Trump tax plan. We were just sucking in capital. I don't understand the logic of it. It seems to me, folks, it, it's a, a gentlemen, it, it seems to be more redistribution than growth policy. Um, so given that these rates are going to go up, yeah. how do we how do we cushion ourselves from the from the blow? Well, I think the important thing here is what Bob just said is it's going to be it looks like it's going to be less of a blow than we expected. And that's yeah, what the right. market cares about. Right. That's a yeah. surprise in the right. positive because we knew something's coming down the pipeline. And I think the important thing here is two things. Number one, you don't want to sit in cash. An inflationary environment is not conducive to earning nothing on your money. Right, right. It's like the most blaring mistake you can make. And we look at about Good 50 point. portfolios every single month. We probably review more portfolios than anybody in the country. Right. And I can tell you, you're sitting with way too much cash right now, earning nothing. I, and, you know what, Ryan? I am guilty of what you're talking about. I've got too much Steve, cash. Steve, be our next and- caller. <laughs> I mean, no, it's a big problem because, you know, I was worried about the stock market. I like what you guys are saying about commodities. Uh, commodities are one of the lead indicators of where inflation is headed. And by the way, 100%. commodities are up 50 percent just since mm-hmm. uh, Biden was elected. You know, if you look at, uh, at the CRB index of commodity prices. So if you've been investing in commodities, that's what you've been advising your clients. Yeah, we have a lot of inflation hedges in our portfolio That's really currently. Um, and the other the other place we see a big mistake is having an over capitalization or, or waiting to what we call growth stocks. You know, having big tech, mm-hmm. all the winners of the last decade. Um, we saw this already. La- you know, earlier this year when the ten year treasury was up to one point seven percent, all of your hot tech stocks sold off. Anything that was growth related, uh, and you talked about bonds. Tons of money going to bond funds. Well, bond funds go down dramatically when interest rates go up, and we're seeing that right now. The 10 years had a huge move that's probably going to continue. So you yeah. have to be careful with those long-duration assets. You have to diversify out of that and have money and exposure to other what, places. What do you guys think about um, Is this inflation that we're seeing? It, it appears to be spreading around the world. Um, so what do you think about you know, other markets to be investing in? Uh, you know, internationally. Well, we always believe that uh, you want to diversify the portfolio across the globe. Steve, I think we're all we all want to have a domestic focus in our portfolio. We feel more comfortable having more of right. our assets in U.S. Yep. than anywhere else. But there yep. are great companies around the world, and there's always a it's it's a way of diversification. When you think of of the publicly traded companies around the globe, there's ten thousand individual stocks that we can all invest in. Um, wow. So if you just limit yourself to the S and P five hundred. Perhaps 9,500 other companies may do as well or better, and you want to make sure right. that you have that in your portfolio. So we believe in, you know, we want to have a diversified portfolio across all these different asset classes, not just here, 
but also around the globe. And so um, are you worried about what is your do you do forecasts? I mean, what do you think inflation? Where is that headed? Well, we're already higher than than what the Fed was expect. You know, the expectation that's for transitory. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. transitory. Sure, yeah, transitory. transitory. We believe transitory is out the out sure. the uh, window now. That uh, <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, the PCE right. came in a lot higher than they anticipated. But yeah, I think you know that that some of it is transitory in that you know some of the supply chain disruptions yeah. will be resolved. I mean, if you're if you're manufacturing, if you have stuff right now, right, you can sell it at any price you want. You got a truck you want to sell, you know, you can name your price, right? You can sell any stuff at a higher level than, um, you know, anybody else because you have it. Uh, but, you know, meanwhile, you know, this country's about find a need and fill it. And you've got tremendous entrepreneurs in this country sitting around saying, wait a minute, we can make stuff. Let's make stuff, right? I said, we'll get it out there. So, you know, what's going to happen is the supply chain disruptions will be resolved because that's the new, you know, the ingenuity of the American, um, you know, uh, that's just the way we are as a country. And, and around the world, you're going to see the same thing happen. So that part of, of inflation is transitory. But so, you know what? You have um, wage inflation going yeah. up. That's sticky. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. That's yeah, for sure. We saw that prices, in, the, in the job report uh, yesterday. Yeah, and that's going to be – I mean, how does it work when you have the JOLTS report coming out? There's like almost 11 million jobs available, but there's only like 9 million people on unemployment. Like that's a problem. Yeah, exactly. That's a supply and demand uh, mismatch is. that is going to haunt us for a very yeah, long time. Yeah, we lost 200,000 uh, workers in terms of 200,000 people on that dropped out of the workforce last month, which is unbelievable given the fact that we're in a recovery. It's crazy. Uh, we got about 45 seconds left. I wanted to ask you, okay, so I've been saying that I'm worried about sometime in the next 18 months, a 10 to 15% correction in the stock market. Um, am I right or am I wrong? I think you're wrong. <laughs> I think I'm wrong. I, I only think this because, look, okay. every Wall Street strategist thinks that's going to happen. And there's a good rule uh -huh. of thumb. When Wall Street strategists agree on something, not yep. going to happen. Um, and it goes happen. back to what we just said. The money, the money around the world right now, the world's a Washington money. Every dip's going to be bought. That's kind of been our view, and we've been right about yep. that. The yep. worst thing you can do here is time the market and wait. And I know it feels like you should do that because there's That's a lot of uncertainty. <laughs> but, <laughs> but your biggest yep. risk here is a melt-up. Um, and then yeah. we've been talking yeah. about this. Because I've been doing it, and I've been losing money. So yeah. I think the You're bottom not alone. line here, You're not alone. Yeah, so I think, Ryan, you always say it the, the best at the end of your show. So why don't you just say it right now? <laughs> be bullish. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm going to call you guys Citizens Pain, okay? <laughs> and, uh, thank you so much for being with us. I can't wait to do this every week uh, uh, with uh, Bob and Ryan Payne. Uh, they are the smartest in the business. It is the number again, 844-752-6692. If you want to get a hold of these two guys, they really are the tops, and you want to make money, call them. So uh, We have three thanks, slides guys. today. We'll thank you. Talk, talk to you next week. Uh, we'll be right, right back. Steve. You're listening to more money. I'll be taking your calls shortly. It's more money with leading economist Steve Moore. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. You're listening to more money on 77 Talk Radio WABC. We are now on at 1 p.m., not 2 p.m. <laughs> so uh, we've changed our time. We followed the Larry Kudlow show, which is a great honor. Uh, and I am always privileged to be with you. I want to do a shout out to my great friend, John Casamides, who owns this great station. I believe 77 Talk Radio WBC is the number one talk radio station in the United States of America. And so thank you for tuning in. It is a beautiful 
fall weekend. Love the fall. Love the college football. Love the pro football. Love the change in the leaves. And so after you're listening to my, after you're done listening to this show, please, please get out and enjoy the beautiful weather. At least it's beautiful in the DC area. I hope it's beautiful wherever you are. All right. Last week, I, I had so many guests that I did not have time to take your questions. And this is Freedom of Speech Radio. I like to hear from you all about what is happening, uh, how you feel about things. Uh, I, I don't care if you agree with me or disagree with me. I like it when people call in and say they disagree with me because believe me, my wife will tell you, <laughs> I am oftentimes wrong. Uh, and so, uh, but I do believe that what's going on in the country right now is dangerous. I do not like what Biden is doing. I think it's like Bernie Sanders is running the White House. Uh, and so the, the uh, issue of the day for our callers, and we've got two or three already lined up, is this. Do tell me either the best thing that you think Biden has done so far or the worst thing, because I can't think of one good thing that Biden has done. Maybe I'm missing something, but I see the catastrophe of Afghanistan. I see the rising prices. I see the gas prices going up and the energy crisis. I see the border crisis. I see the crisis in crime and the murder rates going up in our cities. I see uh, the problems with respect to our budget and, and spending and spending ourselves to, into oblivion. So I don't see anything good happening right now with Biden's policies, but maybe I've missed something. So call in, please, on the More Money Hotline. Right now, we're going to take an extra long session of taking your calls uh, in the New York area or the surrounding areas. If you live in Connecticut, if you live in New Jersey, if you live in uh, New York, or uh, or even we've got callers calling from Georgia, as far south as Georgia. We've had callers in Maine and uh, Pennsylvania. So please call in. We want to hear your voice the best way to change policy is to have your voice heard. And we do that on 77 Talk Radio WBC. So the number to call in, the More Money Hotline. Are you ready, folks? Get your pen ready. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-9222. And before I turn to Lynn, who is our first caller this morning, I want to tell you that I'm worried about what's happening with the jobs market. And the Wall Street Journal says it best. They say, where did all the workers go? And they're finding in the Wall Street Journal that people are not working now and we're not getting enough people in the workforce to fill all these jobs in the restaurants and the retail and the construction and the manufacturing and the trucking. All these jobs are open. Uh, because, and the Wall Street Journal is saying they're not, people are not going back to work because Uncle Sam is paying them more money to stay home and watch TV and sit on the couch. Or play golf instead of working. Look, I love playing golf. I'm going to try to get out this afternoon and play golf. But come on, we need people working in this country. There's work. There's a sense of dignity in work. There is a sense of self-worth. You get your skills. You get your talents. You That's how you make yourself better is by working, not sitting on the couch. Come on. We need everybody in the game. There are 10.5 million job openings. I talked to Fred Smith, the CEO of FedEx, one of the great companies. He says his company alone has 10,000 job openings. We need people to fill those jobs. We got to stop paying people not to work. Okay. I'm going to go to our first caller now, Lynn. Oh, Judy. Okay. Sorry. I had the wrong one. It is Judy. She is in New York City. Judy, what do you think? Is there anything that Joe Biden has done right? I think he has done everything right and creating a paradise out of our long, hard, fought country uh, with equal opportunity. I think he's doing everything right for uh, uh, wannabe cross-border freeloaders hopping on our welfare train, 
He's uh, doing everything right to let in sex maniacs who have fun along the way, pyromaniacs, gangs, uh, human sex traders, perverts, coverts. So, so uh, that are Judy, indeed. Judy, let me ask you this question. Yes. What, what policy uh, do you think that he's put in place has been the worst policy? I think the worst policy is that he's permitting these uh, uh, people in our cities who are letting people who are not prosecuting the law. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I not, you know, I, uh, I, I think that he, prosecutors. Yeah, great, great call, Judy. Thank you for calling in today. Uh, you know, you look at our inner cities. I, I think the inner cities are going to be the real victims of Biden's policies. We've got, you know, crime is up on the rise again. We have racial tensions worse than we had. You know, I thought that under Barack Obama, uh, you know, we were going to become a racial post-racial society. That hasn't happened. We've got uh, more homeless people than ever before. Um, and you know, if you don't have prosperity, if you don't have good economic policies, the poor are the people who suffer, and so do the cities. So this is a this is a big problem. I know many of you in, are, are in or around the New York City area. I'm from Chicago. I'm so disgusted what's happening in Chicago. It's gotten so bad, folks, in Chicago. I don't know if you've been reading about this, but Chicago now, uh, the the Chicago Bears are leaving Chicago. <laughs> Can you believe that? I mean, they're going to become the Arlington Heights Bears. No, no, look, they're really going to be called the Chicago Bears, but they're not going to be in Chicago. I mean, that's heartbreaking. You know, when I was a kid, they played in Wrigley Field. I was at the game where Gail Sarah scored six touchdowns, one of the greatest runners, running backs in American uh, in the history of the NFL. Uh, and that was in Wrigley Field. Then they moved to Soldiers Field, which is right on the lake. Boy, it's cold there, I got to tell you, uh, in those uh, November and December and January games. But my gosh, I mean, the Bears are leaving Chicago. Why? Because taxes are too high. Crime is too high. It's an anti-business environment. We're killing our cities. All right. I'm going to take a quick break. we got a bunch of people lined up to tell us what you like or what you don't like. The best policy or the worst policy that Joe Biden has put in place, that number is 1-800-9222, or another way to put it is 1-800-848-9-W-A, or I'm sorry, 1-800-848-WABC. Colin, I want to hear whether you like what Biden is doing, what you don't like about what he's doing. Um, about people on both sides. We'll be right back in a minute and a half. This is More Money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. Hi, folks. Welcome back to More Money. Thank you so much. It is a privilege to be with you every Saturday. And we're now back on at 1 p.m., uh, we were on at 2 p.m., so uh, please set your dial uh, and your timer next weekend for 1 p.m. for the More Money Show. I follow Larry Kudlow on this great station, 77 Talk Radio, WABC. And I'm so I'm so proud. We've got the, the switchboards are just lighting up with people who want to tell us what either the single best thing that Joe Biden has done, because I can't think of anything he's done right. And I'm not trying to be partisan here. I, I really want to hear if there's anything that Joe Biden has done right for this country so far. Uh, and then if you don't think he's done anything right, which I don't, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, what is what is the thing that he's done has been the worst policy? I mean, you know, and you got the border crisis, you've got the inflation crisis, you got the Afghanistan crisis, you got the crime crisis, you got the energy crisis. I want to hear from you all. Uh, the, light, the switchboards are lighting up, but we have one or two uh, lines still open. But I want to head right to Lynn. In New York, Lynn, what do you got for us? And by the way, please, folks, keep your 
keep your answers very short so I can get to the 12 or 14 people that are already on the line. Lynn, what do you got for us? Well, the one thing Biden really did got right was, as he told us, he assembled the most top-notch ace expert election fraud operation in America. So he got that one right for himself. So you think you think that I want to make sure I understand what you're saying, Lynn. You think do you wait, let me put it like this. Do you think that there was fraud in this election? I do think so. I think that if you yeah. look at the uh, data, there was a, there's a great deal of evidence of that. And it's coming on. It's unfortunately it requires forensic audit. And that takes a lot of time. So factually, yeah. you got to stumble that. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Lynn. Great call. I, my view on this is that um, I don't know if, if there was, you know, I don't know if the election was stolen or not. That's not my area of expertise. But I do know this, that they changed the election rules because of COVID. And I do think that if we had had a, a conventional, traditional election where people voted on Election Day, there is very little doubt in my mind that uh, that Donald Trump would have been elected. And the other thing, by the way, if they had announced the um, vaccine that has saved millions of dollars, uh, a week earlier, because remember, it was a week after the election, they announced the vaccine. I don't think there's any doubt that Donald Trump would have been elected as well. So it was uh, maybe just bad luck for Trump. But I tell you, there's a lot of virus remorse out there, folks. A lot of people who voted for Joe Biden are saying, whoops, I made a, made a, made a, make a mistake. Look at all the people in Michigan who lined up to see, uh, you know, when Joe Biden came to town and they all had Trump signs. Uh, okay, that's a great call. I want to next go to, do we have Lisa in New Jersey? Lisa? Yes. Very little message out in my mind. Hello. That, uh, that Hi. Hi. I think uh, Joe Biden stole the election, and that's the only thing that he did, and he's getting away with it. Which is what? That he stole the election. He stole it. You think so? Absolutely. There was definitely fraud. No one believes that this election was fair. I even have a friend who's yeah. a Democrat who said, yeah, he stole it, but I don't care. I don't like Donald Trump. Lisa, great call. Look, I don't know if it was stolen or not, as I said earlier, but there was a lot of hanky-panky. And the idea, one thing that does annoy me is when the New York Times and the Washington Post said, this is the cleanest election we ever had. I mean, come on. Uh, there was a lot of fraud. Now, whether that fraud meant that you know Trump would have won or lost, I don't know. But to say that this is the cleanest election ever, is it, that's a fraud. <laughs> that's a fraudulent statement. Okay. We have Patrick in Connecticut. What do you got, Patrick? Hey, Steve, how you doing? Uh, well, he's done I'm everything doing great. wrong. Thank you. You're, you're exactly right. Uh, probably what irritates me the most or what I think is the most disgusting thing of all that he's done, and there's so many to choose from, is the fact yeah. that he left billions of dollars of, of, you know, our weapons in the hands of terrorists yes. and left an yes. air base in the hands of China, basically. Patrick, well said. You know that's that's got to be near the top of the list. I mean, come on, we the Taliban now has American military um, weapons. It's just it's you can't make this stuff up. It is so dangerous uh, for our national security, and uh, and it makes us more vulnerable to terrorism. Um, and I would simply say one other thing to add to what Patrick said. Not only did we leave, even worse than leaving leaving the weapons behind was leaving uh, Americans behind and the people who helped us in Afghanistan. A great country just does not. Do that. All right. I think we have Jeff. Jeff, are you with us? Yes, I'm with you. And I just want to say the one thing Biden has given us is less, not more. America is the land of opportunity. He's taken that away and given it to non-residents. Because the important thing is 
these people aren't undocumented aliens. They are criminals because they are not complying with American law by coming in legally. They are sneaking in yep. with the final thing saying, yes, I agree with the election has been stolen. But we all have the opportunity to say this is a great country. And I know bad news promotes ratings. So all the TVs, news, newspapers, they all promote the bad news. You want people to have more, correct? Because you're more. Yeah. I think this is the land Jeff, of opportunity, and I want to yeah. thank, thank Amen, Jeff. I love that. And I, I want to just ask you a question about the border before you go. Uh, before uh, you have to go, uh, Jeff. Which is, you know what? I, look, I'm very pro-immigration. I think immigrants are great for our country. I mean, they built New York, they built Chicago. They they are such great uh, hard workers and people who share our, our uh, yearning to be free. But you're right. We have to have a regulated border. And the fact that all these people coming in, and Jeff, you know what? I don't understand. Why are we letting people into this country with COVID? We're not even testing people at the border. Correct. You know, it's, it's you know, if you think about uh, the Statue of Liberty and Ellis Island, years yeah. ago, if you came up via a boat, you, you had to have a medical examination. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. That's always been the traditional. Jeff, great call. Great point. I am so concerned about our border. And, and uh, it just seems uh, like we have a... Uh, we're not, I think we should let more legal immigrants into the country, but they have to be tested for their health. We have to make sure that they're coming in for the right reason to work and for opportunity, not to go on welfare. And, and Biden just says anybody who can get in, anybody can cross the border, you can get into this country. I think it's outrageous. Okay. Uh, Mr. Producer, do we have any more list uh, callers? What's his name? Walker. All right, Walker, please. What have you got for us? Yeah, Mike, um, I mean, Steve, I was going to say, uh, the stock market, guns, coal, all these things you talk about, put your money in there. I mean, it's an opportunity. You like the market. Absolutely. I mean, there's a well, real opportunity there, you know. Yeah. Well, look, Walker, I mean, it's a great point. If you look at the stock market over the last, um, you know, 100 years, <laughs> since the New York Stock Exchange opened its doors, the real rate of a return on stocks has been you know, after inflation on an annual basis is six or about six, seven percent. So you're right. I mean, look, I think the prices are a little high right now. So I, I, I'm not real high on the market right now. But if you're investing for the long term, and what I mean is if you're a young person or you're not over the age of 60, you're going to put your in the market money from the market for 10, five or 10 or 15 or 20, 25 years. Absolutely. You are so right, Walker. Get your money in the market. It is the best investment in the history of the planet. The Dow Jones 40 years ago was at 1000 Now it's at 35000 If you put $1,000 into the market uh, back in 1980, it's practically worth you know uh, $500,000 today. So um, you're so right. You cannot go wrong in investing in America. Uh, here's my point, folks. And here's my more money uh, lesson of the week. America has traditionally and historically been the single greatest place to invest in. No question about it. I just talked about the last 40 years and the rocket ship of the, of the American stock market. We have the best technology companies. We have the best uh, manufacturing companies. We have the best construction companies. We have the best restaurants. We have the best stores. We have the best distribution system. America is number one in the world. And here is my complaint. Joe Biden, why don't you put in policies that continue to make America the greatest place, raising our taxes, raising our debt, paying people not to work, 
putting redistribution over growth. That's not pro-America. That's not what we are about as a country. Opening up our borders to illegal immigrants is not the way to make our country great. Allowing criminals to go unpunished is not a way to make America great. To surrender our national security and leave Americans behind in Afghanistan is not a way to make America great. Now, I think we're going to get through this, folks, but I'm very nervous about the current uh, leadership we have in Washington. We have got to kill this bill. The single most important thing for our country right now, we need all hands on deck. This is a five uh, alarm fire we got going in Washington. This is not a fire drill. It's the real thing. These people are crazy. They want to spend. They want to borrow. They want to tax. They want to grow our government. They want to put the, give the IRS more and more power over us. They want to force us to get vaccines. They are taking our rights away, our, our medical privacy. They're taking away our financial privacy. They're taking away our First Amendment rights. They're trying to give all the power to the teachers unions so that parents are not in charge. I'm very troubled by this. I am. I just don't think that this is the direction America wants to go. I think when you look around this great country, let's let parents decide what's going on in schools. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with parents having a more a larger voice than what their kids are being taught? I look at the crap, and I'm going to use that word crap, about what they're teaching our kids, that America is not a great country, that we're a racist country. Look, is there racist in America? Absolutely there is. But you know what? All the brown people, all the red people, all the white people, all the orange people, people from all over the world, they want to come into this country because they recognize what a great country we are. What, last point before we sign off. I've got about 60 seconds. Uh, I just want to make this point. You know, uh, I travel around uh, everywhere from Portland, Maine to Portland, Oregon, and everywhere in between. I'm on the road two or three days a week. And, and I love this great country. And every part of the country is different. It's what, you know, New York is so much different than uh, you know, Oregon or New York, so much different than Florida. Um, but, you know, I love everywhere I go in this great country. And my point is that when I meet immigrants, people come to this country, uh, the people who come to come from communist countries like, uh, you know, North Korea, or they've come from Cuba, or they've come, come from countries that are crashing like Venezuela and Argentina. Um, they don't understand why Americans are so infatuated with socialism. You know, I can't tell you how many times I'll meet a Nigerian or a Cuban or somebody who's come from um, Czechoslovakia and they say, what is it with you Americans? You're the land of the free and you've got all these politicians who want to socialize your medicine system, socialize uh, all of your industries. And, and they say, I came to America for freedom. That's why I came here, because this is the land of the free. And now I feel like Americans are giving up those freedoms. Um, what makes America the most unique place in the world and the richest place in the world, two things. We have a free enterprise system, which is the goose that lays the golden eggs. It's the reason we're rich. And the second reason is we have freedom and we do not want to give up our freedom to Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer or any Republicans. We've got to jealously guard our freedoms, folks. That's the more money message. I'll be with you back next week. Signing off. Have a great weekend. This has been the More Money Show. If you're suffering from ED, you're not alone. 60% of men over 60 have this problem. Help is out there. The professionals at Elevate Wellness can help you be the man you used to be. They've helped thousands of patients and have a 96% success rate. What are you waiting for? Call 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. Your first visit is only $99. ElevateWellnessGroup.com. Help is out there. ElevateWellnessGroup.com.